This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason, what do you got on tap for us today? Well, it's like, I guess I can sum it up for you in a song. It's like, yo, my love for you is like a truck berserker. Would you like to making fuck berserker? Yeah. Anyone remember this? John, do you remember this? Uh, I, I remember it. But like, is this thing that you're gonna that you're reading based off of that song is it just like... unfortunately no it's like oh, it's... okay <laughs> no it's like this is just like you know something that we remember from the original clerks movie directed by kevin smith that that you know i i remember like very very well but it's like if you're thinking like yo why are you singing this jason it's like did you have more fun singing this than reading the comic you're talking about tonight yeah yeah i did really because and it originally no no great amount of joy to say this because you know we're right now it's like we are living in like the, the Keanu sans really honestly people because and we've been living in it since um the year 2014 which is when on um, the first John Wick movie came out and we suddenly remember that yo hey Keanu Reeves like you know he makes good movies and also you know he's a really great guy like like along along with that and like and ever since like you know he's like not only have like all the john wick movies been great i mean yes they've been like sure like the storylines have been like more ridiculous more preposterous since like the first the first one but you know like the action you know in one two three and four just been like so so much more sublime and creative with each movie just basically everyone's just been you know making like then driven like you know like greater heights in terms of like, you know, what can we like, you know, show him like, you know, shooting and killing and blowing up and falling downstairs. It's like, you know, like in this movie after that. And he's also like, you know, like produced like, you know, like quality cameos in movies, quality supporting roles in movies like, you know, his, like his voice contribution, Toy Story 4, producing a decent decent legacy sequel in Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, we're not going to talk about uh, the Matrix on Resurrections because, no, that wasn't good, but it wasn't enough to kill, you know, our faith in, like, you know, his ability to, like, produce good movies. But, you know, we're, but, you know, but basically, like, you know, Keanu has been, you know, like, producing, like, you know, a lot of good stuff, you know, ever since 20, 2014. More good stuff than bad, I would argue. But I would also argue that none, nothing has been more proof of, like, you know, like the public's resurgence um, faith in his, you know, like celebrity and appeal then the fact that you know when it was announced that he was going to be co-writing this um his like his very first comic book um that it turned out to be the biggest selling um comic for an original creation like in like 25 years and that would be um berserker and yeah i say berserker but you know it's published you know Ber- berserker you know minus the uh, vowels and all and well we've got the uh, first um like three volumes like it's first 12 issue arc um like co-written with um with actual comic books writer uh matt kent and i'm um, illustrated by um by a um, veteran um comics comics artist i'm um, ron garney and so like is this you know like first is this like you know first like you know like comic, comic like by co-written by keanu like any good uh no not really because well, it's like basically the like Berserker is all about like the story of B. It's like or like um Unut to his 
to his friends. Like Nu means tool or weapon based in the ancient um, tongue of his people. Like people who were who were sorry, from the years eighty thousand years ago when he was first first born. But you know that's getting ahead of ourselves because like we're introduced to him like in the um, present day when he's just you know a tool of the United States government, just you know going out going around like you know killing like killing the uh, evil dictators you know we are that you know, we're familiar with to uh you know like to bring you know to bring uh, justice and freedom to like other other countries it and if you think that like uh, this sounds like you know really like weird and awful it's like well think about um how much you enjoyed um top gun maverick and how they never explicitly like said you know what country uh, like they were attacking as well we we all know it was um it was belka but that's a different um story right right there but basically like this like um we're basically like this first volume is just nothing but um but current blood and carnage as we're shown um just what um newt is cap capable of just someone who who is able to just you know like murder anyone it's like in a in a given room and like it's like and just like don't you know, drive it's like you know like drive a truck right into a plane it's like blow it up and then go in there like um kill the target and eat his heart for uh like for like for a dramatic effect right in front of the uh the target's son but don't worry about it because he's killed immediately because you know people supporting you know basically tell him that yeah no survivors yeah so but like we're also told that you know this is like like this um berserker rage of Anut is something that he's that's part of his character like he is someone who was like you know born to kill and and, and be violent and like do violence upon like other, other men that's what that's what he was summoned for basically like like his um like his mother and his father were um like people like in a um in a prosperous river valley it's like in like it's like in the bron in the bronze age who were just you know like like suffering from raids upon like people like um like raiders on a yearly basis like you know hey whenever they get prosperous again like the you know, raiders are just come and just you know, take everything they got because that's what they do and so you know when when the mother like you know performed her ritual like you know someone a uh like someone who like from the gods who would help them well they got unut um and he and he was someone who was just like you know born to like do this kind of stuff like he like he was just like you want like he was um like he just stayed in her room in her womb really quickly it's like he was like like um he sprung to manhood like equally quick and then he just like you know murdered the fuck out of everyone who was like going to going to kill like his like his parents um like his parents river valley um like residents and well when dad saw that you know this is what um my son could do well i'm just gonna go ahead and just like use this in order to like, take out anyone who can like you know do violence upon us again and also you know anyone who you know might do violence upon us as well so so basically you've got someone who has basically been exploited for generations upon generations to just you know do violence like upon like anyone who is like 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 who he's like you're know, working with and but apparently the like for in order to get like some sort of like depth to like his story it's like you know we're told that he's working with the united states it's like in this first volume because hey he's uh they've told him you know we're gonna work to find a way to give you what you want which is a way to die and not just because like you know newt has a death wish he just wants a chance to be mortal 
or have the chance to die like everyone else. So, but that's what um, volume one is all it's like is all about. And it's just like, you know, lots of just, you know, senseless violence upon like violence, like for four issues at least. And on one hand, it's like, it's, if that's what you're, what you're into, then sure. Like, you know, go and check this out. Um, like, like, yeah, sure. Keanu, um, my co-writes this, but the, uh, but I imagine like a lot of the real actual writing here was done by his, his co-writer, Matt Kint, who, you know, longtime readers will know that I've talked about him for his, um, work on, on mind management, um, department H and a lot of the stuff that, you know, he's published through dark horse and boom, which, you know, is a lot of that stuff has just been all right to um, mediocre or like, you know, as good, good or good enough like to be like a good director video action movie in the case of Apache um, delivery service from dark horse, everything else is just kind of like, yeah, but cause I think that Kent is best when he's, you know, in control of the comics form and he can actually like, do a lot of like, you know, interesting stuff with the form itself as seen in my management in department H here. He's just kind of like, just saying like, Hey, you know, it's like, like, here's this guy who's like been living for like, you know, like millennia. It's like, and I'm going to find a way to like, like grant, grant him his like, you know, like, like his wish to like, you know, be mortal after, after all it's, it's competent stuff. It's something special. And I don't think that, you know, that that Kent just demonstrates anything here in these twelve issues. That basically, like you know, says that you know, hey, anyone else like you know really could have done a, like a whole, like a whole lot better. So, so, so there is. But all twelve issues were illustrated by um Ron, one Ron Garney. Garney has like had a long history of illustrating stuff at Marvel. I remember if I was coming into contact with his work with um, Mark Wade on Captain America in the ninth like in the nineties and having and him having a game ice clear, you know, like enjoyably cartoonish style, but um, he's, but he's like, you know, like developed a lot of like a style that has like, you know, much more grit, like over, the, over the years, like having like a, like a sink Jim Lee influence for his work on uncanny X-Force and Sam Pump, the brief Sam Humphreys era. And also just, you know, channeling more um, Frank Miller in more recent years with um, his work on, work with Charles soul on daredevil and also on this series on preserver as well, which, you know, there's, it's a, he, he does like, you know, big solid chunky work here that I, that I generally enjoyed, but you know, like I said, it's all about just like how you can display violence. And like, he does that, does that well, well enough here, but you know, it's, you know, it's, it's solid work. I'm um, like through and through. I can't say that, you know, that it's like, you know, like, breakthrough or transcendent work but you know it really does you know display all the violence you're that you're telling that you're, that's on display here and god knows there's a lot in these 12 issues but you know volume one is just really you know all about just like showing you just what um Unut is capable of and also just you know what the uh like what the american side is just trying to do because like you know at the same time as he's, you know, like, you know, killing all these people for, for us Americans, you know, we've also got, um, Diana, who is like the, uh, psychiatric side of things, who's just trying to, like, you know, manage his um, men mental state and also trying to, like, and she's like, whenever we get a flashback, like to his, like, you know, like, uh, River Valley years, like, you know, she's usually the one who's managing that. 
and then there's um Caldwell, who is the uh, you know the guy who was just like you know managing his history and just you know trying to figure out just you know how do we actually like you know like use like his powers for the for the greatness of America. So there you go, and that's that's volume one. Volume one, I was like less than impressed by, but at the same time though, you know, hey, this is like a big, you know, huge selling series that you know like hey that a lot of people were invested in. So I figured, okay, well maybe I can't really give it up on give up on it in this first volume. So let's see what volume two has to offer. And volume two is arguably the high point of what I've read so far because if it doesn't even if it doesn't quite get better, it at least has the decency to get weirder. Because all four issues are um like our bookend I have bookends by the fact that you know Inuit is stuck in a uh, in a box a mile underground as like as like as the uh, as the scientists like who are managing him try and find a way to unlock his powers and try and find a way to get him to uh you know communicate you know with um the father figure that's that you know sent him to his mother like all these um millennia ago it's really it's like it's it's strange it's oh, Orthodox, and yeah, it's like there's all there's all this talk in the middle of the actual issues about you know him going on um like missions that have that you know just like having like you know just just like you know kill more people, but also to re reclaim like artifacts like that include like you know his own thumb that um that was part of his hand that was like you know lopped off like um millennia ago because like cults have also like sprung up around him. Like over these these years as well, because okay? yeah, this guy who's been like you know this immortal dude who's been murdering people like through like like through the millennia, yeah, this is something that you would think that people like would notice it, and, they would notice it, and um, you know, and like you know, like develop their own like you know belief systems around, and that also turns out to be relevant to like the main story as well, because there are people like much closer like to the main story that also have their own plans for him for him as well and um and but there's also like some like thought about how given to like how you know like this immortal character is able to like you know propagate you know the spread of knowledge and like and wisdom like you know like like from place to place because you know he hasn't just been you know stuck in one area like over, over all these years so and volume two just does a lot of like stuff like you know like just that there's more to this story as well. And also in the end, when you've got his um psychiatrist who has basically been repurposed as a radio to um like to find like to allow the to allow the US to uh like to you to uh like you know listen in to like you know you know it's like you know supposed commute like communion with his with his father as um things work out at the end the end of volume at the end of volume two because like i said thing things get weird in volume two and i really and i really appreciated that like to the point where like you know hey i was kind of hoping that they were kind of gonna you know get more into that in volume three but that's not quite what happens in the end it turns out that you know one of the one of the scientists who's managing you know um caldwell is actually part of these crazy cults that have been like you know worshiping you over the like over the millennia, and he's you know find a way to like maybe you know use like um this communion to um 
get some of his like berserker energy. It's like in order to like to him as well. So, so you've got that. That is that is that is a plot point there, as is the effect that um, a uh, an icon that was that was um talked about in volume one, um is um brought up again in order to like you know as a potential way of giving um Unut um the mortality he seeks is brought up here like here here again as well, and you know even if it does give him you know that mortality he seeks, it's something that is like you know brought up so briefly so so casually that it's just like almost feels like you know like why did you even bring this up in the first place i mean yeah we all know that superman wanted to become mortal and superman too in order to become humanity but you know he became superman again real quick but it's just it's just that kind of that kind of business all all like all over especially in the in the end when it turns out that you know hey even if he knows how to fight when he's mortal it's like you know he still hasn't lost any of that muscle memory when it comes to like you know like sacrificing himself in order to uh you know take out the enemies as quickly as possible so that's that's kind of dumb but but at the end it's like you know like even when like you know when it seems like you know we've reached the end of like like Unut's story and he's like oh yeah it's like he's like yeah, he's mortal and now he's dead well that's not the end of the story here really because, like, even though it's like, you know, we're not, like, future issues of um, Berserker haven't been solicited, um, this final issue, like, ends with so many, like, sequel threads that it's just ridiculous. I mean, because it turns out that, because we find out that, you know, hey, his um, his effort to have kids with, um, like, Diana, well, that's a thing, too. It's like, now he's got kids. Oh! And uh, it turns out that, you know, we've got like some sort of like undead version of him, undead clone version of him that's also running out as well. Oh, and it turns out that, you know, Caldwell might have actually managed to like, you know, like attract the uh, immortality that, you know, he so sought, you know, from from um, Inuit as well. Oh, and it turns out that, you know, Inuit may still be alive as well on some other planet too, but he may be find a way to come back, but Basically, it's like it's an ending that just you know, just you know, nothing is ending, and it's just kind of like you know, just like so many crazy sequel threads that that I that I see this and I kind of think like, okay, so so you're basically like saying that you're basically like just like hedging your bets, like in the idea that you know we're just gonna like you know, get like a another like you're you want to continue the series, and you're just leaving your options as open as possible, which sure fine i mean you're like keanu you're entitled to do that but at the same time it doesn't really make for a wholly satisfying like story here um and it's also worth mentioning that um there are future um berserker stories planned like um from other creators who are you know not directly working with with keanu on this or you know maybe they are at least they're taking like story notes but um the first of these um, poetry of madness by steve scross um, which basically like has um like like Unut, um fighting against a uh like f- fighting for the uh, survival of atlantis um i did not um read for this podcast because <laughs> well when you're trying to sell me on um something that's that is uh 
trying to sell me on 56 pages of comic story for 10 bucks. It's like, I looked, I, I saw this and thought, yeah, no. And yeah, like the, uh, the next, um, one shot is going to be by, um, Batman imposter writer, Mattson Tomlin and artist Rebecca Isaacs. Um, that's also gonna be like of similar size, um, and similar price. I, I imagine. And I, I see this and like, okay, that's fine. But at the same time, you know, it's also going to be, you know, like um, it's going to be reprinted. These two um, one shots going to be reprinted in February, um, at, under the, like the collected edition called Berserk Berserker Bloodlines, and I'd much rather read them after like like with like the uh, the discount I get from from cheap graphic novels, like you know, for this like for the, like 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 for for this collected edition because Jesus Christ, this is comics are getting. Comics are getting like too expensive the, these days. It's like, I mean, it's like I see that Marvel and DC haven't you know, stopped um like talking about their 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 price their pricing for their issues. It's like in the solic solicitations, but Image and Dark Horse have because Image and Dark Horse know that you know if we keep telling you that you know yeah these these things you're you're selling to you are kind of going to be like you know five dollars each for a single issue it's like you're not you're gonna like you you're just gonna like you know piece the fuck out right there so yeah and that's that that's kind of like that's kind of bullshit as well so that, that's why i keep subscribing to a marvel unlimited that's why i keep you know waiting for like you know decent prices on uh it's like it's like on the uh comic on on the comics like um selling sites that i that I get as well, but this is a this is a digression as well. But really, it's like Berserker. It's like are these like three issues which you know retail for like sixteen bucks, like oh sorry seven sixteen ninety nine, but really seventeen bucks like a volume. Are they worth that? <laughs> no, no, they're not. At least not as far as I'm concerned. Maybe like um Boom will release a nice you know one volume edition, like for like thirty or forty bucks, and maybe then you can like you know consider checking that out but as far as like you know keanu's like you know first major comics writing project i mean i appreciate the fact that you know that he that he's like you know invested in this because like apparently there's also like you know word that you know there's like a berserker berserker anime there's like a berserker like you know live action film project at netflix like in the works as well so on one hand like i appreciate that you know he's able to like you know get the stuff off, off the ground as part of the ongoing um, Keanu-sans. But the comics itself, uh, I don't know, it's like, as they are right now, it's like, I don't think they're they're all that great. And unless you're like, you know, the biggest fan of of Keanu, or you know, like, of like the other, like, you know, 1% who likes um, Kent or uh, you know, Garney, then yeah, it's like, this probably isn't like, you know, worth worth your time and especially not as like uh in these like in this like these these three these three volumes as well wait until if you if you want to check this out wait until like there's some like affordable like your know, one like 12 issue volume collecting clicking is it clicking all these issues before you you know like invest in it so there you go all right well sounds like um recommendation to me <laughs> well maybe like you know once that one volume edition comes out but i i don't know it's like i can't i can't in good faith say that you should like go out and buy all 
like all three volumes of this, unless you can get them at a at a good discount, like say thirty or forty percent off each volume. Is that why you usually look at the bins when you go to a comic convention? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That this is true. This is true too. But yeah, it's like this is why I usually get my stuff from from cheapgraphicnovels.com, which usually offers 30-40% off on like each volume, each each new volume. And no, they didn't pay me to say that. This yeah, I was just, just gonna say just how it's sponsored by them, just saying that and that's fine. You can totally recommend a place to go, even if they don't give you a dime. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're I mean they're good, but this you just want to get the word out that you know this is a place a good place to go and get something. They're 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 good for the prices. They're not so good for like you know keeping things in stock. So it's like so so there so there you go. Cool. You know what you're gonna be talking about next time. Well, depending on how things go, it's like you know, hey, maybe we're talking about like Ninja Turtles, and we're going back to on the last Ronin and the Lost Years. All right, we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, later.